Welcome to my first time. Weird, strange, hilarious tales of first. Yeah. Weird, strange, funny, awkward, awkward, true. Always, always true. Always true. That's the most important thing. My name's Colleen Smith. I'm Mary Jo Smith. No, no relation. relation. With us, as always, is Ian Phone Smith. Coming at you. <laughs> related to me. Not related to me. And also with us is T. Chick McClure. Hello. Who, through common law, <laughs> marriage is related <laughs> to, to me. Mary. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Someday we'll get married. Maybe Someday. we could do it tonight. Okay. Mm. Are you either of you certified? No. Uh, we have the internet. I do have a friend who is, though. Maybe by the end of the night. Mr. Brown. <laughs> yeah, do, how long do you have to wait? If you get ordained, is it right away or is it like a 24-hour period? Yeah, you certificate in like one night, probably. You could probably get one in and about What's 10 the deal? Minutes. Is that like a government thing or does the person have to... It's the, the power of the internet. Or, I think it's ordained, just any is church. Is it a religious thing? Yeah, it's, it's a religious, religious, thing. religious thing. Well, well no, but you can have you the have church have of my first time and we could create that. Oh, we should do. But I think if anyone wants to be married, register with like the city with so God? that you're do you, yeah, officially. Yeah, I have to have a marriage license. Yeah. So oh yeah, could, you still have to have the license, but yeah. the ceremony can be performed. And by. that person has to. That person has to get approved and go through this process from a religious point of view. No, to be well, I think it's so. not. It's not religious well, point of view. The religion. internet church of you know it could be the church of. My first time. Just, but I do oh, think okay. you can't just have a marriage license. You do have to stand up in front of people. And, and, yes, and proclaim and say, I do, and yeah. and, and take that vow. Witnesses. And witnesses. And witnesses. Yeah. You take the vow, and there's witnesses, and you sign the license. Wow. It's all very, it's all very important. And it has nothing to do with what our theme is. <laughs> it also has nothing to do with marriage. No. <laughs> and our theme is no theme. No theme. It's our time to fav- play our favorite game. We have no theme, so we've put a bunch of random themes written on pieces of paper in a bowl, and we are going to put a time limit on them, mm-hmm. and we're going to pass the bowl around. Each of us are going to tell a story, one story, based on the piece of paper we pull out. But I, oh, no, we're not all going to tell a story from that theme, right? It'll just no. be mine. Okay. Unless someone has like an incredible story that goes with that theme. Yes, and if you don't have a story... You can pass. You can pass. And we yes. take from the bowl. But then the person next to you has to... Oh, no, it. we had a trade rule. Yeah, you had to trade. Oh, we have to trade. Trade with the person on your left. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're just so you can kind of screw somebody you. over. It's the first time we've made... <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, that was... Oh, that's kind of like apples to that, apples. that was when we passed them out. There is no trade rule because now we're not. We're gonna have to cut all out. of this. Out. I think you can pass. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of passing, but because I like trapping someone. I think I it ups the stakes. I mean, it's the third time we've done stakes it. I'm with Colleen. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think you gotta like answer it, even if nothing happened to you. Yeah, but also don't read it out loud. Then how about you, you this? open it and then you pass it? We all pick our first round, mm-hmm. and then we can implement the trade on the first go round. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. Mix it up. Mix it up. This is the sound of paper being mixed. Can I put my microphone near the mixing? Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick mine. You can't, don't look at it. Though. I didn't. She didn't. Oh, I saw okay. that she didn't. I'm going to look at it. I hope it's not my own. I hope it's not my this own. This feels like a too. fold. That All I right. Mary Jo, you're first. Okay. So I think in the white elephant thing, you get first pick of passing or keeping. Okay. So either I... So, all right. So... I have, mine says head of... Don't tell us what oh. it is. Are you going to keep it or are you going to pass it? I'm going to pass it. Then pass it. Ian, so I'm passing it to you. So now I have to, to give you. you mine, right? Yeah. So and, now you're stuck with that. And I have to do this. So yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's my turn now? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and now let me set the timer. We're going to do two minutes? Sure. Are you keeping it? 
Uh, I'll figure that out after the story. Okay, okay. Yep, okay. I'm ready. Oh, okay. And go. Okay, my piece of paper says, drove a car. So this is the first time I drove a car. I don't know if I remember the exact first time I drove a car, but the first thing that comes to mind is... I. So the person that taught me how to drive was my mother's boyfriend at the time, whose name was Fred, and it was in a Datsun station wagon that he had that was green and had like a brown interior which I hate any anything mixed with a brown interior I think is a mistake um, and uh, it was a stick shift I learned to drive on a stick shift Ooh. and I remember this is not a very riveting story but what I remember <laughs> is um, I remember this like What's interesting to me about this story is that I have this is a non moment in my life that I have crystal clear memory <laughs> of to the second. Like I remember this drive. I remember how I felt trying to like balance the gas and the clutch and you'd get that you know, and then the clutch uh, would grab yeah. and it would jerk and that that feeling of like, oh I'm, you're trying to find that. You think I got it, I got it, and then you stall out. And I remember this this um, drive very clearly and I remember getting and being very nervous and very tentative and very driving very slowly and he's sitting in the passenger seat and he's directing me and I'm just trying to pay attention. And what I remember is coming to an intersection and um, make, it was supposed to make a right turn onto a main street from a side street. And in this moment, I remember like getting close to the, si- to the stop sign and flipping on the turn signal and putting my brake on at just the right amount of time and getting to the, like stopping right at the line at the stop sign and my hands like getting into position and looking to my left and looking to my right and making that turn and thinking, it was a perfect turn. Like, that was my first. <laughs> I didn't have to think about it. It just happened. I just organically... Ooh, your timer's over. ...stopped my story. But then... <laughs> well, that was it. That was really it. It was like, for the first... It was the first time that I was like, I can drive. I know what I'm doing. And it was... I didn't have to think about it. It just occurred to me as after I took the turn of like... I had my, nobody had to tell me to do this. I turned the blinker on just the right time. It wasn't like three blocks before, like right at the right time. So you get five or six little clicks and then stopped right at the line and looked both ways and turned into the right lane. And like, and it was smooth and the, the clutch and the gas and the brake and the um, stick shift and like everything was perfect. And I was like, oh, I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had the opposite of that my first time. <laughs> Was a stick shift, a Ford Tempo, like an 84 Ford Tempo with the ceiling sagging down, and I was taking a left. <laughs> oh, left. Right in front of our high school, too. Uh-oh. Uh, and kept just stalling out at the light in the middle. You know when you're waiting for the light to turn and just... Go panicking. Yes, then the anxiety. (laughs) Anxiety makes it so you can't possibly do it. But the opposite of that being like in that moment of like I got it, like because that whole time I was driving, like it's too scared and I can't do it and I'm nervous and the gas and the and the clutch and then that just that moment of like sailing up to the stop sign and making that turn, I was like I got this. Nice. You were good stitcher forever. I loved it. Really? I would never do it in LA, but I loved it. Uh, I hate being in a stick shift car. Because it, it's not fun for anyone but the driver. It's a nauseating, like, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right, Ian. Are you going to I sleep? am going or? to pass. Oh. I, I want to I suggest a secondary rule to our trade rule. Okay. If the trade ticket makes it all the way to participant number four, 
and they want to trade it out, it goes away. Forever. Yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't go other, back But then people are going to want to know what that is. Well, you can read it what it is. I have a feeling this is I tell you what, if it, comes, <laughs> if it comes all the way around <laughs> back to me, I have to do something with I it. To, no, okay. no, I think you got to... Well, we'll figure out. I think how we it's got to go. That we're means it's a it up dud. as we go along. Anyway, that was my driving story. Yay! Yay! That was a decent story. Yeah. Great. By real. the way, for those of you, if you hear clicking, that is <laughs> and a, ringing uh, and ringing. That is a delightful little dog patrolling. So nothing's wrong. Fanny Marie. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, and you ready? Allergic reaction. I do have a story for this. Oh. I don't have many allergies. I am allergic to. The pertussis and the DPT shots, which I guess I had hives. I don't remember any of that, so I'll tell the story. The only other thing that I'm allergic to, which I don't remember what it is, but it's an antibiotic <laughs> they use for ear infections. Ooh. Uh, and I should figure out what it is. Yes, it's in my medical should. record. But I used to get swimmer's ear on a very, very regular basis. Were you a as swimmer? A kid. I was a swimmer. Oh, okay. And I have a malformed right ear canal. The pressure tube in my right ear canal is misshapen from birth basically so like you know how you pop your ears when you go yes. up an airplane yeah. i do that all day every day really i didn't life. know that yeah. about you i don't all that like i don't think about it and is it periods, satisfying because i find that satisfying it's this it's that click i have to do it like it's just a is it but at this point it's probably not satisfying it's annoying i don't even think about it most oh, of the time it's like breathing yeah yeah. Uh, but that as subsequently being a swimmer and having a misshapen inner ear tube would trap water in there and more likely to get infections. So I had them like five, six times a year probably or something like that. And at one point, they gave me an antibiotic and put it in there and my entire right ear side, it just swelled shut completely, Ooh. trapping the infection inside oh. and crystallized wax and the antibiotic that I was allergic to and liquid that was trapped in there and all that stuff. Uh. And it was one of the most painful things of my entire life. And we had to go back to the doctor and they had to force a wick Ooh. into my uh. ear canal to drain the fluid out and then inject, not inject with the needle, but inject with like a... Syringe without like a, a needle, yeah. What do you call yeah, turkey washing washing kind of thing? thing. Yeah. A different type of antibiotic, but that sucked. But yeah, I'm only allergic to like... Well, then what happened? Those two things, as far as I know. Like, was it gross and pussy? No. Damn it. it. <laughs> we'll never know the answer to that question. I was waiting for the grossness. Mary uh, Jo likes to watch gross uh, earwax videos. I do. I love watching videos of people uh, extracting earwax. It's awesome. You yeah, see those people that burn the cone? and. Like, oh, I've seen that, that's, that's not as fun. Real. It's not real, you know. What's the, not real? The burning the cone in your I ear. I think it, no, it no, heats that it that up and melts it. It doesn't get anything out. It's all, they examine <laughs> what the stuff is, and it's all the cone that burns. Yeah, the ash that falls <laughs> yeah, Everything that ear. comes out is the cone that burns. Meanwhile, your ear's on what fire. What is yeah. cone? They'll thing. stick a cone roll in your a ear. Paper cone, stick it oh, in your ear, and light it on fire, which is just a good the way heat. to this was like burn your hair. Burn your hair. And they always say, there's this cone of wax. Burn the couch as you're sitting on the couch with fire. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. But I... But earwax is a real thing. It is true. Earwax yeah. does exist. Yeah. But you're not supposed to like... Anyway. I have to get it out. If I don't get the earwax out on that well, right ear... you have ear, a it, malformed... Yeah. What do you, how do you get your, the earwax tube. out of your ear? Q-tips. Uh, Q-tips. No mind. <gasps> We're on the radio. Oh, do you have a... Oh, no. Are you gasping because... Yeah. Of I this? used a cheap Q-tip once. Never <gasps> use a cheap Q-tip. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I used to go deep. I don't go deep anymore, but I went deep with this cheap Q-tip. And the fucking 
cotton thing came off. Uh, in your ear? In my ear. And I had, like, ten minutes before I had to leave and go to work. This was only, like, eight years ago or something like that. Yeah. And I drove around all day moving furniture and working. With cotton in your ear? With a cotton thing shoved way in my ear, like, trying not to lose my mind. And I went over to Colleen and Jennifer's. <laughs> I think and I had, took Colleen it out. had to pull it out with tweezers. And it was, like, because of the malformed ear, she couldn't even see it. She's like, I don't, I don't even see a hole in your ear. This is so, why we uh, need health care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does not have health care. Oh, no, I have Medicare. Oh, yeah. You have Jennifer. Uh, I did it. Now you have Colleen. Anyway, uh, I have an earwax story. Uh, I don't have allergies, except apparently I'm allergic to the air or whatever. So <laughs> there was this thing. Much you mean like, like oxygen? Well, much like Ian's constant you know, jaw thing, I used to do this like sophomore year in high school. I just go... Oh, uh huh. <laughs> and it just started, and it was like, like a what? nasal drippy. Yeah, what is this? And we went to the doctor, and they did one of those allergy tests, and I wasn't allergic to anything. I was excited because I saw the big bright red one, and I was like, "What's that?" And he's like, "That's chickenpox, or you know, whatever they give you that's <laughs> oh. control." And he says, "You have something," and he had a really heavy accent. Uh, it, it all I could get from him was sense nose, which is basically <laughs> like you just have a sensitive nose, which I guess is just basically like you've developed allergies to. The stuff that's in the air, you know, pollen and stuff like that. So they put me on this really heavy decongestant. And about a week later, I got this horrible earache. And I didn't know what was wrong. And we went into the doctor, different doctor. And he said that the decongestant had dried me out so much that my earwax had formed shards. (gasps) And they were cutting the inside of my ear. And that was the pain. So in order to get them out, they took like a turkey baster, but like a syringe, but right. with a big syringe, but there. with yeah. And they just filled like hot water with a solution in it and just went flushed it out. And flushed it out. And I remember seeing this like iceberg shard of, you know, <laughs> earwax come out onto a you know, a tissue or a something and it was just like When I was a kid we used to um and I haven't done this in a while, but it's kinda of fun. We used to lay on our side and pour a little, like, hydrogen half peroxide? a cap full yeah. of hydrogen peroxide yeah. in your ear to bubble the wax out, and it's all loud. It's like, it's like, it's like ASMR with Rice Krispies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really not, I mean, I think with the exception of Ian, you're not supposed to put anything bigger or smaller than an elbow in your ear. Right. You're not supposed to clean your earwax out. You're supposed to clean the outer part of your ear because the earwax will naturally find its but way out. But putting in your, a Q-tip in your ear is so satisfying. I... Especially when it's a big chunk that comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's, that's satisfying. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I'm sometimes sorry. Anything clean... gross coming out of a human body, I'm totally into. Sometimes when I clean my ears, Except I'll poop. get like, a cold or like an ear infection, so I leave my ears alone. No, yeah, if, if you, you can overdry them, it'll fuck me up. If you can yeah. squeeze something out of a pore yeah. or pick something out of an ear, I'm in. I don't care about what's coming out of your nose, and I don't need to know what's coming out of anything at your rear end. All right. Hey, no. All right, Chit. Are you keeping oh, oh. the the, pa- the pass? Or are you taking mine? Let me see. I hope that he's keeping it. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's yours, baby. So now I have to do this one. Yeah, yeah you, you have, have no to choice. do this one. Oh, it's long. Oh boy. Oh, that would be. I think is one of mine. Which means okay. it's less of a first and more of a question. It was written by you. Yeah. Okay, so well, it was written by the internet, and I. Oh, it was written by the internet. Are you ready? Okay. Go. Okay, so the question is, what song makes me unconditionally happy? Oh, I wish it was the wrong. I wish it was the flip of this question, but go ahead. Like <laughs> the one you hated. Um, oh, well, I can't tell you who I hate. <laughs> oh, wait. What's that? Um, Bailey Ray. Wait. Corinne oh. Bailey Ray? 
Yes, what is that popular song? But the song, song that you really hate. Carly Rae Jepsen, is that what you're talking about? No, no, you hate Red Red Wine by UB40. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, I fucking hate that song. But do you hate the Neil Diamond version? I probably don't hate the Neil Diamond version, although I'm not sure I've ever heard it. Oh. But the UB40 Red Red Wine makes me feel murderous. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. All right, song. but answer the question. Oh, okay. Our mother hates that song. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, you know what song makes me... Uncon- uh, un- unconditionally happy is um, Have You Ever Been Mellow by, <laughs> by uh, Olivia Newton-John. I have you never been mellow? Yeah. Have you ever tried? Yes. Oh, it's a fucking great song. I will blast that fucking song when it comes on in my car and I drive like a big black muscle car. It's I not randomly coming on in your car. That's on your podcast. Oh, yes. List. Oh, yeah. No, it's not just... Uh, it's not just... Uh, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm purposefully... It's a high uh, rotation. It comes up in my mix. comes up in my mix sometimes. But your mix is thousands of songs. Is yeah. there any kind of significant memory tied to it, or you just love that song? I just fucking love that song. It's like, it's just that pure joy feeling. That's like Apple Gold that. for me, like that stuff. Yeah. Anything like, on yeah. Apple Gold. Oh, I like that too. Such but I also good. really do love some Bee Gees. I yeah. love some Bee Gees. Good like, disco was good stuff. There's yeah. a reason it got popular. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Ian would not have been at the fuck disco burnings thing. I would, th- I, would, oh, right. I would have, I guess I would say either You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone <laughs> would be something that if that comes on, I'm going to roll down all the windows, speed up a lot, and sing it at the top of my lungs. You're going to speed to You Light Up My Life? <laughs> oh, <Yes>. time. <laughs> Nobody, and that's totally going to be in some like Edgar Wright. You I really, I also really loved um, like Captain and Tennille. Like you know, like when you're young and you do yeah. have that pure, yeah, you have totally. such pure emotion, pure joy. Like they gave me a lot of joy. But then I, I got all of the albums and looked through them, and I swear to God, the Captain. To me, I feel like he was blind the whole time. <laughs> like it was. Like the, what do you mean? It was like this big secret that they kept <laughs> that he was blind. And she, yeah, you have to like. I'm gonna have to put, I'm gonna have to post some pictures, but they would always be with their bulldogs and stuff. <laughs> and he was like in an album, like running across the field, like but blindly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You uncovered the conspiracy. Uh, oh my yeah, god, I think the captain was I think blind. it was like a big secret. The captain was blind. If you look at his eyes too, we gotta look that up. No, we gotta yeah. look it up. Yeah, uh, my two that he's are, dead, right? I don't know. I think the captain. He is recently dead. died. Yeah, right? recently they got divorced shortly before. Well, that's before what killed him. Yeah. Uh, sweet child of mine. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, just like heaven. What's just that? like heaven. The cure. The cure. The beginning. The oh yeah. Show me, show me, show me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I good. love it. That's the best. Good. All right, so I'm stuck. Also, any Rogers. No, you don't have to take it. That's you can pass it. It just goes away. It just is gone. I'm gonna look at it and have, see if because I I don't want to abandon. I'm it. assuming no, you, you wrote it. I didn't it. write this. Who wrote Head of Lettuce? This one did. <laughs> oh, that dick. <laughs> my husband wrote it. Um, I don't want to do my own. That's the only reason I passed on that choice. If you got a choice. story that can... I have, like, a, I was trying to think of, like, my relationship to lettuce. Because... <laughs> so it was this piece of paper that we've all passed says on it is Head of Lettuce. That's the prompt. That's what it says. Head of Lettuce. We've all passed on it. I feel like we all have to have at least one sentence about lettuce. Uh, okay, we'll just do okay. one sentence about okay. lettuce, and then I'll pick something well, you else. you got to do your... St- oh, okay. Yeah, while well, we're on. Okay. So my feelings about lettuce are... I remember there was a point in time where Jennifer and I had discovered arugula. Oh, oh stole yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and... This is a confession. And radicchio, and uh, 
I used to, uh, this is not an ad for California Pizza Kitchen, but when I worked there, <laughs> they have this pizza, I think they still have it, called the Tricolore, and it's a plain crust that they put corn syrup on and Parmesan cheese. Uh, corn syrup? Corn syrup? Uh-huh. And they bake it in, I mean, they cook it in the pizza oven, and then they put this predominantly uh, like field greens, mixed greens, but then these big heads of radicchio, or big slices of radicchio. And so it's really bitter, and they put this great shaved Parmesan on it and this awesome balsamic dressing. And so you get the like sweet of the corn syrup and the bread, and you eat it with the salad. So when I worked there, what I would do is I'd have them slightly undercook the crust. Extra corn syrup. I wish syrup. that you listeners could see how delighted Colleen's face <laughs> is right now. You lit up. Oh, extra corn syrup, no Parmesan on the crust, and then the salad with all the Parmesan and everything on that. And then, because it was slightly undercooked, you could fold it. Oh, yeah. And then it was really sweet from the corn syrup, and then the radicchio was so bitter. It's so weird that it's corn syrup because it doesn't have a flavor. It's just sweet. It's just sweet, and that's perfect because it doesn't mess with anything. And, oh, I mean, no one's ever eaten a... A salad on a pizza with as much like indulgent, <laughs> like I was eating a steak, as I would get those. Yeah, oh. you certainly look that happy just describing. So it. that's my feelings about. I think that qualified as your story. That, was story. that wasn't a sentence. All right, then I'm done. <laughs> it occurred to me that I actually do have a short story about a head of lettuce. What? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was in Romania. In the winter. I'll take the romaine, please. I was in the country of, I was in the city of Bucharest. Yeah. And um, if anybody's ever spent any time in Romania, particularly in the winter, what you know about Romanians and their diet is meat, potatoes, mayonnaise. That's pretty much it. Like anything, any kind of what what they consider to be a salad is a combination of those things or maybe meat and pasta and mayonnaise but that's like that's it there's no vegetables and I'd been there for like over a week and um, I was like I have to have a salad they're like these are salads I was like no 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 I have to have a salad and um, I said just take me to the Hilton because I was staying in a uh, person's house like I wasn't even staying at a hotel I was like we have to go to the Hilton and I went to the Hilton to get a salad I had a Caesar salad at the Hilton and in Romania you can get a long long way on like a buck like you can go into a fine restaurant for like two two American dollars you can have a steak some potatoes and a glass of wine and the tip and I went to the Hilton in Bucharest and paid $25 American dollars for this tiny little sad plate of wilted lettuce that was romaine uh, a Caesar salad and I enjoyed the fuck out of it because I was like oh my god I have to have something to green so I did have a story who knew alright everybody take one okay so we're going to do round two but this time we're going to reverse the order so Colleen you're going to go first we all have a piece of paper Mm -hmm. pass or play I'm going to pass it. Oh, all right. You're going to pass it to Chick. Mostly because I'm interested in someone. I, I wrote it, and I want to see Oh, okay. All right, all right. So what do you got? Okay. All right. What do you got? Uh, mine is Broca Bone. Broca Bone. Uh, I think that I have talked about this yeah. on this podcast. Uh, the first time I broke a bone, I was uh, roller skating <laughs> down a hill, and... <laughs> Uh, I had a talent for falling, but not this time. So I realized I was falling, and I think I just went back and I landed on my elbow. Oh! And um, and I chipped it. Ooh! 
And in standard Smith family fashion, I didn't get to go to the doctor right away. We, <laughs> As mom, we just heard with Ian's Q-tip story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to, we had dinner. My mom put my elbow in a sling. Well, your mom's a nurse, so at least it's yeah. that. But Ian Ian had to wait to go to the hospital with his appendicitis. Bursting appendicitis. Jennifer <laughs> had to wait with her broken uh, collarbone, and we all just waited. Anyway. <laughs> we, we went to Tripler. Never go to the hospital on an empty stomach. Yeah. We went to Tripler. They died. What's Tripler? Uh, it's this giant pink hospital, oh. in a, a military hospital in Hawaii. Pink? Mm-hmm, okay. Pink. Uh, and Ian, for years, thought it was tan. And it was. we discovered he's colorblind. Oh. Flesh tones. Uh, anyway, flesh tones is racist. Uh, anyway, so then uh, they put this green dye in. So that they, Why is that racist? Because, because it I omitted Because everybody has flesh. flesh yeah, but you're saying that. Oh, oh that actually. Yeah, not the phrase yeah, itself. You're saying I'm sorry. Flesh. I'm sorry. Do you want to start your time over? No, it's fine. I'll just go past. Okay. As all of us have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. They put this green dye in so that they could uh, x-ray it and see the bone. But I guess they had to take blood out or something like that to do it. So my older sister, Heather, was there with us. And the tube that was taking the blood out was in a spiral. So <laughs> Like a she, crazy straw? Yeah. Just because it got kinked or something like that. So she watched the blood oh, go God. down the spiral and fainted. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like one of those movies where like someone's pregnant and someone faints and everyone pays attention to the person who fainted. Yes. Like everyone <laughs> was like worried about her. And I'm like, I'm the one. Oh. Uh, and I'll never finish. No, uh, I'm like the one who's broken. So they, uh, the solution to this, by the way, once they saw it was like, yep, there's a chip <laughs> off your bone. Um, and you just have to wear a cast. For five weeks, and then and the bone will find its way back, which I guess it did. You mean the chip was loose in your body? Yeah, the chip. And they said it was going to find its way back. Yeah, and as long that as doesn't it doesn't happen, I guess it does. Well, Those doctors maybe, maybe lied to you. Mobile. Yeah, it's yeah. immobile. And then it's well, just I took showers. But if there's fluid in between it and it never connects, what? It found its way back. I think. What? It gets in your bloodstream and you. Th- I don't think that happens. It's a big to bones. chip. Going to your aorta. Yeah. Oh, it was a big chip. How big was this chip? I mean, it was visible via X-ray. <laughs> I saw it. I'm horrified by this. Google the me- the medicine and. Okay. Why I don't go to Sorry. doctors. Yeah. But um, they it found its way back. Um, I was in a cast for five weeks. I had to take showers with a bag on my arm. And there's adorable <laughs> pictures. Maybe I'll post them of me at the beach. We went to the Big Island, and I just had this big bag, like, garbage bag, Why over my arm. Why can't somebody invent a a waterproof cast. I think they have now. Okay, but good. probably you don't want water to get underneath it. Yeah. Underneath what? You know, in between the skin and the cast. Your- no, but why can't they get invent a cast that you could get water under there and it would be all right? I don't know, Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be a mesh through and through. I don't care what it is. We're going on Shark Tank. Okay. All right. All right. Look it up, maybe. Check your oh, oh, Let me find my paper. Are you going to pass, pass or, or play? play, chick? I'm going to pass. Ooh, it must be boring. Remember the smell of your first cast? Yeah. That, like, putrid flesh rotting I've never sweat. had a cast. Oh. Oh. Well, the only bone I've ever broke was the collarbone, and they couldn't cast it's it. It's a deliciously gross smell. Ugh, I bet. <laughs> You'd stick things down to scratch. And oh, sure. Yeah, the hanger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, you ready? All right, all right. So my, my word is Buick. Okay. Buick? Buick. My word is Buick. Which is my first card because I wrote this suggestion. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah. So I had my first car. My parents had just divorced or separated somewhere somewhere in that early split up time, and um, I was getting close to sixteen. And 
we had some, my parents had some friends that they would play cards with all the time that I think felt really bad for us after my father left. So they gave us, they gave us their old Buick that, um, yeah, that, (laughs) that had been in the Florida humidity with the windows down for like (laughs) years. So the the inside of the car was, it was spray painted too. So it was spray painted. The inside or the outside? Sorry, the outside of the car was spray painted, this two-tone. So it was like dark blue and silver. So if you ever washed it, all the color came off. (laughs) <laughs> on your in the in your rags and then the, the wax, but the windows had been down, uh, opened in Florida, so it rains there a lot. So the whole <laughs> interior of the car smelled like mildew, and the seats were kind of like dry rotted, and um, and then <laughs> this is how they made up for their divorce. <laughs> Has some black mold on wheels, <laughs> right? Seriously, seriously, it was like super sweet, but yeah, it is like. <laughs> We can't we can't get rid of this fucking car. Cars so you for take kids it. will take it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But um, but also um, uh, there were there were um, birth control pills from their daughter in the glove compartment, <laughs> and she had recently become pregnant. So I thought <laughs> like, she misplaced. <laughs> like, what, what happened? But um, but yeah, that I didn't drive that car. Oh, it was like. Oh, it was a 1976 Buick Regal Classic, so it's fucking Keep talking. huge. But I love a huge car. It's a pretty so. car, I bet. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have that car now and like restore, restore it. It. Yeah. it would be fucking awesome. But uh, but it was very very messed up when I had it. I think there were even like, I mean, this is Florida, so I think there were like even like like dead roaches in it and stuff. Okay. Like, right. did you uh, <laughs> did you get actually drive it around? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove it around. I drove it around, long? and then it would break down a lot. Don't yeah. cheat. And I um, and uh, I remember like after after a, a certain length of time working at this donuts donut shop, the whole inside was then of my car then began to smell like dry rot, mildew, mold, and grease. Grease. So it was like, re- yeah, it was really... But I really would love to have that car now. It would be fucking awesome. <laughs> you worked at a donut shop? Yeah. It, was, did it used to be Mr. Donut. reek of oil? Oh, it was oil. horrible. Oh, yeah, and when you wash thing. those uniforms in with the rest of your clothes, that oh, grease yeah. smell transferred to everything else. Everything. Yeah, you have to keep them separate. Everything, everything. Ugh. Yeah. KFC was the worst. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Burger King was bad, but KFC was the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of grease. you got to yeah. get this thing I looked up where it's like, you have to put it in at a particular time in the wash, too. You can't put it in right away or something like that, but it's this particular type of soap that kills... Degreaser? It's like grease and bacteria, but I don't. I think you can't do it, it at like borax? a public... My, it's not... I don't think it's borax, but I was looking this up because I was thinking about... Um, just stuff that, like, gym clothes and stuff like that, that gets kind of funky. Yeah. And no matter how much you wash it, you're kind of like, oh, maybe I should throw this away because it's made I, of plastic. And I always felt that that, like, definitely happened with things like uh, leotards and stuff. Like, what is about leotards? It's that stretchy stuff that, like, hangs on to If stuff. I wear a polyester shirt and I sweat in it, it's a different yeah. kind of funk. Like, yeah. the, you get those white, you know, cheap, whatever, undershirts. Uh-huh. If they're not 100% cotton. Yeah, it's, forget it's, it. It's, yeah. Over. It's the fabric of your life. I imagine the '60s and '70s just stunk. Like everyone just. Smelled. Can you imagine all those those discos where they were all everybody's Whoa. just covered in polyester and plastic and they're sweating it up? High on school the in the '90s in Hawaii when everyone was wearing like thrift store clothes uh-huh. and sweating, and you'd have friends, so you'd just be like, "No, thank you." <laughs> 
<laughs> and everyone gets that smoky, musky smell. Yes, yes. And you're just like, it's like yeah, we have it's like athletic gear, like like biker stretchy stuff. Well, like, we have like, a yeah. small basement in this house, very small basement. I mean, and all it is like the furnace is down there and that's it. It's like a tiny, tiny space. But when you open the door and you then you get that waft of like, it's dank, damp, yeah. dirt. Yeah, that's kind of comforting in a way. Nope. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, a basement musk is, is different. Than a human I'm musk. trading up. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't like this one either. It's, it's one of Colleen's. I haven't looked at that one, so I don't know what it is because I didn't cheat. <laughs> You ready? Greatest fear. Oh, Jesus. It's your greatest fear. Tell me when you're ready. He's ready. You have to start. Okay. But he's thinking. He's contemplating. But the, the thing's recording. Yeah, and I want to hear his thought process. So <laughs> just let him go past the timer. We're not Skinned alive? Ooh, skinned alive. Something about that. You know, torture movies where they're like drilling into people. Or they're taking their fingernails off, Ugh. or peeling their flesh back. Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah. I, I couldn't say a hundred percent it's my greatest fear, but having your flesh peeled how, off. How far? How much of your skin do you torture. think would Let's be? Torture. Let's say torture. How much of the skin do you think would have to come off of your body before you passed out from the pain? Like, how far would you get? Like, could they Kate, t- could they skin an entire arm before he passed out? Oh, no, I think it would be part way, <laughs> and I would have shock, and I'd watch it happen, and then the pain would kick in, and I'd pass out, and then they would give me some smelling salts if they still do that, <laughs> and then they would continue, and I I would be want, blabbering they, they from they the need, beginning. They need the they need you to be awake for this. Well, this would be revenge torture, I suppose, because I'm confessing everything. Oh yeah. Before they even get the tools out of the box, I'm yeah. like, what do you want to know? <laughs> Good to know. You know. Now I have a question for you because I know my like initial fear of torture and stuff came from like stories about Vietnam and like dad. Bamboo under the fingernails. Yes, that was the number one fear. What do you think there's like a movie or something that you can trace it back to? Like your first memory of seeing torture that you would go, that's what put it in my brain. No. Uh, (laughs) Dear listener, I hope that made you think of something. (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of those movies out there. But that's interesting that that's your word. I mean, that that's a terrible that or or. A shark or a lion eating me, or a bear. Yeah, being shark, these lions, are all bears. very violent things. Versus, like my li- my fear is that I'll die. And no one will ever remember me. <laughs> I don't care. Angsty. <laughs> I remember me. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That's a good end of a movie. Mm-hmm. I remember me. All right, so I had this passed to me. And yeah. so I can pass or play it. You can get, you can get ditch it, or you, you can, can ditch okay. it. You right. can say no one should have to answer it, like the head of lettuce one. Okay, <laughs> but then we all answered it. Except oh, I'll answer this. Oh, so it got to the right full person. I'll Ready this, yeah. and go. Do you believe in second chances? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't know that I phrase it that way, but I don't think that. You can judge someone solely based solely on the worst thing they've ever done. I think that there is good in just about everybody. I mean, I maybe there are exceptions and and maybe, you know, horrible pedophile child traffickers have no good in them. I don't know. That's an extreme, you know, or somebody who might skin you alive, maybe yeah. they don't deserve a second chance. But I, I just feel like it's very hard for me to write off anybody. 
Who's um, the first person you should have written off or you did finally like break up with as like a friend? Oh, I have I've definitely I've definitely broken off with somebody as a friend. Um, but definitely after more than a second chance. Like and after a while you have to kind of go this person's not healthy for me and I'm going to distance myself from them. But I don't hate them or wish them poorly. And I'm fine to see them. I'm just diminishing my connection to them. Yeah. So, like, I'm not angry. I'm not carrying around resentment. But I choose not to spend my time with that person anymore. Is there anybody in your life that you've met where you went, like, this person is bad? You don't have to get the specifics, but you went, no, I'm done. Like, they're a bad person, and I can't be around them. Well, there are certainly people that I... uh, That's a really good question. I mean, there's definitely... uh, I I think I have to say yes, but I'm trying to think of an example, because, you know... A non-stranger, because they're strangers in me. Because I'm probably going to contradict myself by answering this question, but there's definitely people where I've gone, like, I don't trust that person, I, I don't get a good vibe off that person. But does that mean that they wouldn't be given a second chance? I don't know. I'm contradicting myself. Have you had, which I've had, where your initial vibe off the person was not great, and then you started to like them. Yes. And then they did something, and you went, oh, no, my original vibe was correct. Yes, that has definitely happened many, many times in my life. And usually it's because um, I, I, I think that I am... Well, I have a, I have a, uh, my, my first instinct is that I can't trust whoever it is. Like, I think that I have a little bit of survival mode and sort of plenty, enough of, enough of situations of flight in my life that I, my first instinct is like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> I don't really trust you. To all people? Pretty much. Okay. Like, I, I have to, I have to know, I mean, not, not all people. Like, if I'm at a party and I get introduced to somebody <laughs> and we're just chatting, it's fine. But like, like if a, a new boss or um, a new, like if, if one of my siblings had a new boyfriend or girlfriend or something, like I'm meeting somebody who has some signi- might have a, a significance in my life. My, my first instinct is that I don't trust them and they must have an agenda and what's going on and am I safe? That's what it boils down to is am I safe around you? Yeah. And then once I get to know you and I find that it is safe, then I'm great. But there have been times when I have deemed that person safe and then, in fact, they aren't. Mm-hmm. Yes, that has happened. First instincts are almost always right to a, to a degree. <laughs> almost always right to a degree. <laughs> I know well, what like you if mean. You, yeah. If you see somebody and you're like, I, I don't want this in my life, there's something off, they have an agenda, they're a liar, there's something wrong and I don't need to deal with it. It's usually correct. I think you also, though, have to be very careful about your own crap, you know? Because I know sometimes... Yeah. Like, there's times where I've met people and I thought, like, oh, they were a snob. And I was like, oh, that's my insecurity. Or, like... uh, That's different than thinking they're, like... Bad. Bad. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. All right, so that got passed, but then it, I finally used it. So yeah. you have what you have, and you could pass it, but everybody else has already gone through theirs, right? No, I did we started yeah, with I had mine. Oh, we started? started? Oh, okay. So round three. Okay, yeah. so we start, uh, we're going the opposite direction, Ian's first. Great. All right, That's I got one of Colleen's sentences, and I will take this one. All right. <laughs> what is the one thing you'd like to change about yourself? I would say discipline. 
Mm-hmm. I, it is very lacking. I have it at times. I can be super, super, super disciplined, but overall as a character arc in my entire life and getting things done that I know need to be done, changing things about lifestyle that need to be changed, I have a very hard time committing to regular practice of implementation. Me too. Me also. When you think was like the first time in your life where you noticed you dedicated yourself and you did it and you, without being, without having to do something. When I was about 25-ish, I spent a lot of time learning songwriting. Six to eight hours a day, probably every day, studying songs, practicing recording riffs, practicing singing, driving my neighbors absolutely nuts, but... (laughs) My methodical approach to to practicing music, it's still the same. I'll still spend five hours, six hours in a session, like, learning mixing and trying different things. And it's probably not the most intelligent approach, but it's an experimentation, shifting things around, seeing what fits and works. And that was that practice. And it was, I'd written a handful of songs that had interesting parts about them, but weren't good songs. And I remember having this sort of, Breakthrough, uh, learning how, bong 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 bong. Every breath you take, no. Oh, wow. Take my breath take away. Take my breath away. Yeah. Learning how that song was structured, it's like a two-part thing. Like there's a central theme, and they do a verse over part one of the theme and a chorus over part two of the theme, and it's simple brilliance of how an idea is introduced but not called upon until it explodes in a chorus of dynamics of human. And that I'm really... I'm never going to listen to that song the same way again. That's your listen, song. Li- listen your to the song. way the... Like, the guitar introduces an idea, but they're not singing over it. And then the vocals come in. And as the chorus comes around, the chorus comes in over the first part that had Is never that been sung over. Uh, yeah, er, er, uh, performed by Berlin, but yeah. written by some Irving Stone. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Somebody like that. I don't know. But it's it's really simple, but it's it's pure power of emotion and music. But anyway, that took me to a new level, and I spent many, 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 many hours over many, many months experimenting with writing, and finally, it finally clicked. I wrote this song, Charles Sick Charles, and it was that structure of a concept of like a call and response and leaving spaces, and that started my... Path. That actually triggered my relationship with my bandmates, where they were like, "Oh, what's that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool, and, super cool." Um, so I, that's discipline of passion. Yeah, when passion takes over. You're not forcing yourself to do something, but like eating well or going to the gym or right. doing my guitar drills every day to improve my skill. So you did that when we went to Africa. You brought a, a small guitar. That's what I mean. I have moments. Yeah. I have periods. I'll, I'll go for a couple months where I play guitar every day for four hours and my skill sets improve or I'll, you know, I'll f- lose weight for three months and then go on a rampage and drink and gain weight back. And um, I remember the first time I heard Ian's music, which was... Heather and I bought you a four-track recorder mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yeah. It's like the best present we've ever gotten. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I remember Ian was like, I want you to hear some of the stuff I did. And that's this thing of like, Ian had never talked about being a musician when we were kids. He's always going to be Alex P. Keaton. And <laughs> <laughs> Until I smoked pot. 
<laughs> yeah, and then, so, you know, there's always that moment, I think, with anybody when someone says, like, I want to be an artist, I want to be a writer, I want to be something, where you're like, uh-oh, is uh-huh. it going to be a writer or not? And I remember sitting down and listening to it, and that thing you said, because I don't even think you'd written songs, I think you'd just written... I hadn't started singing at that Music, point, yeah. and I remember being like, this is really beautiful, and really cool, and interesting, and I got, like, emotional, because it was great. Yeah. Aw, that's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Chick! What's your how's your play, babe? <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Oh, oh first pass of the round. All right. I think you got sucked hose. <laughs> <laughs> I actually look at that one. I don't know what that one is. Um. Okay. All Ready? right. Okay. Um. This actually happened recently. I was like, my grandmother. What's had... on the page? Oh, oh, oh! No, I only asked <laughs> what it is. It's bunny. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I have actually a few bunnies. My cousin used to call her bunny, but whatever. Anyway, so my, my my grandmother had like these grapevines in her backyard, and she'd make jelly and jam and stuff from them like every year. And I got these photographs from my mom's house that I've been scanning, and I was recently kind of going through them, and I was like, oh look, it's like my aunt Robin. She's like standing under the grapes, and like she must be making jam. That's so cute. Whatever. <laughs> and then um, I I looked at it like more carefully and it's <laughs> I don't even want to say what it is but it's like she was cleaning a rabbit I'll just say that she was cleaning a rabbit so she was what, is it, what is it you're not saying just say it was clean I don't want you know the, it's, she was cooking rabbit demi- stew yes they were gonna eat rabbit so they had slaughtered a rabbit in their back I guess they had slaughtered a rabbit in their backyard so there's a picture of her like gutting a dead bunny yeah, and I was like, my family's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat? Me? I know, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like I eat meat. And have you I eaten have, rabbit? And I do have that struggle. What's have you happened? ever eaten rabbit? Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I haven't, like, and I fucking like butchered it, it myself. <laughs> you know? But I was just like, oh, what a cute picture. And then, and then you realize it's like, oh, wait bloody a minute. rabbit. <laughs> was it like the bloody silhouette of a rabbit, like, hanging from her hands? or? Yeah, what are you not seeing? Was she well, holding it up like a fish? About, um, you know, like, slaughtering. Okay, yeah, fair slaughtering enough, fair enough. People are listening. Poor baby yeah, animals. Enough. It's not just about me. But it is a struggle. Like, that comes up with me. Like, there's, like, even if you're not into... Even if you don't participate in things like factory farming and all of that stuff, it's like it's a con- it's a question I have every time I think about it. You know, have, having a meal. But anyway, yeah. I've accepted it. <laughs> I did. I did five years vegetarian. Yeah, and it was very much. A, I don't want to kill animals. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it myself. Yeah. And then it, like the cravings and the the dietary needs came around, and I realized like I have to accept it. And if somebody else can do that for me, it's like I hired a mechanic to fix my car. I buy meat from the store. I hire a butcher. Yeah. yeah, I try to, but it's also very much a person, like a privilege thing. Is like I try to buy meat that I think is like free range, yes. whatever. Oh, but yeah, I happier lives, happier deaths. Yeah, yes. we used to buy the tube. Of hamburger. Oh, so did we. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grass fed now. Free range. Well, that tube is not. The tube. No, the tube is not. The tube is like like good good quality ground beef is usually eighty twenty right like it's eighty percent beef and twenty percent fat and that gives you that good mix and yeah. then the tube is like sixty forty. The tube is awful. the l- ammonia like yeah. thing uh, they stripped from and the bones. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, is it really? I don't know. I, those I mean, amber yolk eggs, have you gotten those, the blue ones? Those are amazing. Those are so good. He I loves love them. The best fucking eggs I've ever my had My mom doesn't like them. He loves them. Oh, I think they're really good. They're really, they're really rich. They're like... Mm. They're, oh, they're like a deep, deep orange. Yeah, they're incredible. Oh. Yeah, when they're we, really when good. I was just in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, world traveler. Every egg I she saw was very uh, yellow. It was very, oh, yeah. Or very orange. Right, um, I'm going to keep plane. mine, right. even though I do believe I've talked about this, but I'm going to keep mine. All, All right. right, I'm setting my timer. Here we go. It's cockroach. Oh, boy. Now, <laughs> if you grow up in Hawaii, a cockroach is a very intense thing. Probably anyone who grows up in a tropical place. Cockroaches are very different than lame cockroaches you see in other places. They're gigantic. I would say yeah. they can grow up to the length of your pointer finger. Mm. You don't have to get that one? Maybe to your knuckle. I think they do. They can definitely get yeah. to your knuckle for sure. They can get that. Yeah, yeah. Inch and three quarters. With maybe the antenna? Two. Uh, uh, a, a tall lady's pointer finger. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if they were all over the place. Uh, I don't know that there was any houses that didn't have them. Um, I think we had a... We weren't like a filthy house. Like, we... Because we had We weren't ants. the cleanest house. We were the cleanest house, but we had ant, an ant problem, too. So, like, we did the dishes every night, and food got put away. And I I think I've talked about this on this podcast, but there was a bathroom off the kitchen. And in it, it there was a medicine cabinet, a big, giant medicine cabinet that had all sorts of things. And every time you went in there at night, it was always the dangerous bathroom because there might be roaches in it. And there was a mirror as you walked in so you could look at the mirror and see if roaches were on the wall oh, on the other oh. side, like above you. Oh. And you would scope it and be like, never mind, I'll go to the further bathroom. But, and I know I've talked about this, or Jennifer's talked about this. They would eat the wallpaper. They would eat the wallpaper. They'd eat everything. Because that's the thing about roaches is like... They'll eat your eyelashes when they're sleeping. Really? It's not even about being clean. If there's a roach problem, they eat paper, they eat glue, they eat everything. And we would bug bomb the house like as a yearly event. Like that was just a thing. We're bug bugging the house. So, but there was this um, canister of cough drops. Jar, uh, jar, of like, a, like a sun tea jar, like a that was two and a half gallons. As far as I know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had a lid on it, and it just went from being cough drops to being a jar of roaches. <laughs> oh. And it was so terrifying and disgusting. <sighs> and I would say, actually, big one of my biggest fears is what was the movie Creep Show? No, was it Creep Show where the he gets eaten alive by roaches? But not creep show, which is also terrifying. It's the first creep show. There was also a thing where they were in the sewer, and there was a creature that was made entirely oh, of roaches. Like the nest or something. Yes, oh. the nest. <laughs> so I was uh, deathly afraid of cockroaches, and those things did not help. Uh, but the weird thing is, you kill cockroaches because they're around you all the time. So now, every once in a while, like, a cockroach will show up and I'll, like, stomp on it. And people around me will look at me like I'm a superhero. And I, like, <laughs> like a superhero? Yeah. Because oh, because I, they're for, so afraid I of them? stomped on a roach. And I was like, what? I mean, I'm terrified of roaches, but also my shoe can protect me from a... Like, you have to kill it. Our dad used to stomp on him with his bare feet. Oh. <laughs> I, I totally know we've talked about this on this podcast. Anyway, that's my cockroaches. Fucking Cock- roaches. Cockroach. Yeah, but you didn't talk about how they flew like helicopters. Oh, and we yeah. would call them CFRs. Yeah. They crazy would come at your roaches. shadow. So if the light was behind you, they come at you, you were the target. Right. Because they were flying into you with the shadow. Right. And they would... Yeah, yeah they're fucking horrible. Right at you. They bounce off your forehead like... 
because I think we had decided that they were C- CFRs, crazy flying roaches, because they were like weakened or had they had gone insane. Like something was wrong because normally they roaches get injured and then yeah, then they lost. Then they would shit. attack because yeah. if normally they would run from you. We got to know oh, the yeah. psychology of roaches. Me too. Yeah. But they like Chapter I never one. had them like run. <laughs> they always like come at you. I always felt like they know like they smell fear. And they would get on the ceiling Intimidation. And the ceiling in Florida. Oh, they yeah. had, like, and then they'd be like, Whoa. Oh yeah, they're falling Whoa. off. Whoa. And then they start like, flying. Oh, <laughs> Where's it gonna end up? You know? Yeah. Oh the exact same thing. Was- if there'd be, we'd be watching TV and there'd be one in the dining room and one in the living room and you had to kinda like get off the couches. Back up to the walls because if that guy was slipping on the rafters, yeah, and we pick up my dad's giant shoes, his flip flops, yeah, science, size 15. <laughs> well, more like his boat shoes, remember his like brown <laughs> with the tassels on him <laughs> and the white bottom. And and like, talk about, I mean, we were not a filthy house, we weren't the cleanest house, we weren't a filthy house, but there were definitely like. Like smears on the walls oh. from roaches being oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. This story's over, all right, <laughs> all right, so. I'm the last one, so yes. if I pass, what do we do? You get a new one from the jar. Okay, yeah. all right, here we go. But look. it dies. You have I'm to let look it die at it. completely. Let it die, but you can tell us what it is. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything. It's coconut. I don't really have then anything. Then throw it away. I'm going to yeah, throw it away. Stuff. But now you're stuck with whatever you pick. <laughs> okay, I have to use whatever I got. All right, here we go. Got stuck in an elevator. Ah, you're I go. Well, I wrote this, and I've never been stuck in an elevator that I can remember. Hold on, let me think. I mean, I think uh, I, I have sort of a weird... <laughs> I have sort of a weird fantasy about getting stuck in an elevator. Why? Because there's always such a good story that comes out of it, but I don't have one. I have. Ugh. I've been stuck in an elevator twice, and it's not a good story. Like, I've always, like, I always, and also I always think, like... I hope if I ever do get stuck in an elevator that, like, I have with other people and I have a deck of cards. And then everybody's like, wow, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to present something to you. Don't use up the oxygen playing cards. <laughs> elevators don't have enough room for everybody to sit down. What so do you mean? T- it's a big elevator and there's only four of us. Oh, okay. In your fantasy. Because yeah. <laughs> the elevator I it's was stuck in. Elevator. In my fantasy. It's not a freight elevator, but it's a decent-sized elevator in an American corporate building. Okay. All right. With and there's enough air room. conditioning is still like, it's working. It's big enough that there's buttons on both sides. All right. So of the continue elevator. this. This uh, it, the fantasy. Front access, rear access. To no, the, just no? front access. Okay. But there's buttons on both sides. Like if you get in, it, it's on your left and your right. Okay. So that it, that's you know it's a big. It's no ten, Otis. twelve people could stand in that elevator. So you play cards. Do you make a connection? Is there? You a might. You might. Thing? Well, I think you you talk to strangers. I always make it a point to talk to people in elevators. Do you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge them and engage the situation. The other night we were leaving um, leaving work, and, we, and I got into the elevator with my boss and another woman that we did not know. And the woman was a person of color. My boss and I are not. And uh, my boss was complaining about um, that her wine refrigerator was broken. Oh, God. And um, that should she get a new wine refrigerator? And did I have a wine refrigerator? I was like, I don't have a wine refrigerator. And she's talking about this. And the woman, who we, neither one of us knows, turns to my boss and says, well, that's white wine you're doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole thing. There's a funny, like. Yeah, it's white wine. Thing. It's called white wine, and yeah. it's just like white people problems. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, first world issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I didn't pay it off, but I did talk a lot about elevators. We did learn a lot about you. Thank you. 
Do you remember that story that happened in New York where there were two people on the elevator and something happened where where one person was trying to get out and they died. They got cut in half. And then the person was yes, the person there was another person in there with the other half that was trapped in the elevator for like eight hours with, with, the, with a dead with body a person who had, had been, been cut in half. Eight hours? Yeah, they, eight hours and they can't get you out of a fucking elevator. Yeah. Can All right, so now we're good. You're making so you much noise. Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> All right, and we are. We should stop that part. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Uh, okay, so this suggestion is crashed a bicycle. Pass or play? I'm gonna play it. I'm playing it. <laughs> um, so my mom, my mom has always been into Irish wolfhounds, which are really giant dog they're the tallest it's the tallest breed of dog um and they make you know they make big poops uh-huh. and my friend my my little friend jed who lived like three down three three houses down from me was like a year younger than i was so i had already learned how to ride a bicycle but he was learning and um he, uh, we, uh, next to our house was another like little road that went off to another friend and we were together and my dad was out there while Jed was trying to go back and forth and he just got in the hang, kind of like how you were describing like the car, like when everything's like going perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like super excited. So he kept like going back and forth on this. He was like pretty good at it. And then I don't know what happened. He might've like gone off to the edge of the street, but he went into our backyard and about crashed the bicycle into a giant Irish wolfhound poop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be to a wolfhound and was maimed. Like, no, yeah, no. I know the tone of the, the story you just told <laughs> so was sort of foreshadowing a dark ending. <laughs> a poop ending. And it was it's just a, a poopy poop ending. ending. So what happens? Very poopy. He's in the poop and... <laughs> Did you see really him hit the poop? laughing. Yes. Yeah. Did he get it in his mouth? Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't get it in his mouth. He <laughs> fell like into it. How, so it was like it was for, on the just, side of his Just body. for the sake of the, how big is a wolfhound's poop? It's like a I bag mean, of flour. It's 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 got weight to it. I bigger mean, than a human poop. It's at least the size of a human poop, <laughs> if not bigger than a human poop. I mean, it's big poop. It's giant poop. It probably weighs like is it eight ounces? It's like more a than sour, eight ounces. Like is it a container of sour cream or more? It's more. Tux's poops. Our Labrador's poops are the size of human poops. Yeah. Do- I think animals have bigger poops proportionately for their bodies than humans. Yeah, do. maybe the so. The wolfhound is bigger than the Great Dane? Yes. They're taller than... Taller than they're not the, like, heaviest yeah. dog. I think the St. Bernard is the heaviest dog, but the tallest dog is the Irish wolfhound. What was his response to being covered in poop? <laughs> he was very upset, but then when we burst out laughing, he was like even more upset and then ran home to his house. And, and then, uh, yeah, I felt really bad. Um, but his, uh, his, I think his dad like was a wife beater, actually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That just occurred. That just that memory just happened for me. But yes, but yeah, no, he was really upset from falling in the poop. But then even more upset that we we were. How old was he? We were really laughing at him. It was just situational. (laughs) You know, it was funny. Explain that to a small child. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, he was probably five or six. Something. Oh no, I thought he was like twelve and he deserved it. Okay. Mm. All right, Ian. All right. What do we got? Pass or play? You better play it. 
It's never happened. Oh, okay. So you're going to pass it. Passing. Are you making eye contact with me? Passing. Ian's opening his paper. Why are we have... Why are we here? Is that your writing again? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we here? All right, you ready? Oh, this is a good. This is gonna you be. You want to know what's up? Oh no! You want to know what's up? Oh yeah, I want right. to know what's up. I'll tell you. I, I've talked about Salvia before, and my yeah. trips to the other side. This. Wait, what did you call it? Salvia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Psychedelic drug that uh, projects you across like the universe. Like peyote oh. and. Yeah. Oh. Why are we here? Existential question. Mm-hmm. Is to forget ourself. Yes. And become many. <laughs> and to experience emotion and community, to learn, to grow, to be, to exist, and to not be so lonely, isolated as a blue light in the corner. Of what? What's the blue light? That's it, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you I'm remember the when you read that weird cult book that you didn't know was a cult oh, book? Oh, the, uh, the speaking, no, the something of Seth, Seth Speaks. That yeah. was weird. Do you remember what it, I mean, you got it from like a legit bookstore, right? Wait, there's a right? book called Seth Speaks? Oh, yeah. it's a whole 70s movement. This woman was a, you know, psychic, trans, what is it, transcendental? Is that what it's called? Transcendentalist. She channeled Seth. Oh, and God. And had this got whole... It network of like you know these are the layers of humanity and souls and you x y plus z equals q it was fascinating how a mind could come up with all this but that wasn't the real deal you liked it for a hot second i thought it was interesting i didn't actually like put any credence into it no just have memories of you telling me about it being like uh -uh." but just remember (laughs) yep just remember we're all the same creature yet we're all facets of the same creature. So do you think there's a heaven? Or are we all just become... Maybe, maybe we're in it. Oh, God. This is heaven. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what would the opposite be? Trump's pants. That's <laughs> 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 in time. All right, Mary Jo, are you keeping it? I got cast? it. I don't have a choice. Oh, no, I do have a choice. I'm the last one. You yeah, can yeah, I can. All right, I don't know. Let's see what it is. Oh, I, I, I could. I've told this story, though, so I'm going to pass it. Okay. All right. I have not read this, so I don't know what it is. All right, here we go. I have to do this no matter what. Head of lettuce. <laughs> bucking bronco. I don't know what that means. I have a story about a bucking bronco. What are the Um <laughs> We, I think, I don't know that we were together yet, you and I, for Nancy's 50th birthday, or 60th birthday. No, the, the, only, the only big party that I went to was the hippie bus. Okay. <laughs> so um, we do these decades parties in my big extended family. So it'll we'll do like one party a year that celebrates milestone birthdays and anniversaries for everybody in that year at this event. Mm-hmm. And so this event was like several people's birthdays and an anniversary or whatever it was. But it was like a lot of people, like 40 or 50 people. And I think I was feeling kind of flush with money at the time. Like I think I had just gotten a new job or some kind of bonus or something. And so I was like, I'm going to... Um, <laughs> Um, my p- contribution to this party is I'm going to get one of those giant inflatable bucking bronco things. So, like, you can... <laughs> they have those? Yeah, you can rent them for the day. Like they're, You can't get on them, though. No, you can get on them. Oh, really? Yeah, you can get on them. I they're, would want to be in that They're business. very... They're, you know, like, they're really yeah. com- compressed, but, like, the thing that you sit on is sort of... It's not spring, but... I don't know. It's like... like 
I don't know. I, but you can get on them. And then I also bought everybody, like, cowboy hats. Like, I was like, I'm going to just, like, make this party cool. Because it was at, it was up in, in the middle of California at this, like, big ranch area. So it was like, oh, it's Western themed. <laughs> um, and uh, so we had this and it was big like the you know it was a big inflatable thing and everybody was having fun riding it and I was like I'm going to ride it and um, <laughs> this isn't much of a story except to say that like I couldn't I couldn't ride it like, I couldn't <laughs> and I was really embarrassed and I like I, I couldn't get on it and I was like and I had been like woohoo fucking Bronco like all day I'm like I can't wait to get on the Bronco I'm gonna get I'm gonna be so good at this I'm gonna be like Deborah Winger <laughs> was anybody good no, at it no not Electric Cowboy in oh the, yeah in, that's um, what we're in uh, Urban, Urban Cowboy. Cowboy yeah and um, there's photos of me trying to get on this thing and it is so not flattering it's just like, just trying so hard to get on this thing <laughs> and everybody was laughing and I was so embarrassed And but I was trying to like keep a brave face of like Oh, oh, this is a comedy bit. But it was just really, I couldn't do it. I went to a Christmas party a couple of years ago where the theme was like Christmas cowboy or something like that. And they had one of those. And I got on it like, hilarious. And I 100% fell off. Yeah. Like, like, you know, ass over head or tail, whatever the expression is. And was fine. And the next day it was like, oh, you're too old to do things like that, uh-huh. and you yeah. can really hurt yourself. Don't like, ski. Don't get on inflatable Bronco. No, yeah. the Bronco is not inflatable. The the arena around it is inflatable. So if you fall off, you fall yeah, into it's this hard, inflatable right? thing. But it's, it, I mean, it's hard. Uh, if you haven't done it, there's no. You'd have to know a rhythm or a something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. What were other people good at it? Oh sure, everybody oh, yeah. but me. At this part, I don't remember anybody. Part of this is, like, I'm just city girl. Like, as much as I would like to think that I could buck a Bronco, I can't buck a Bronco. (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of country But I did look good in one of them hats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the point. point. All right, this is the final question. Oh, this is it. Are you going to pass it or play it? Well, I can't. Why can't you? There's more in the bowl. I want to do this You can pass it. I have to We've give it to you. We've only done four rounds. We've gone through half the suggestions. So I, I mean, we can keep going. Do we no, want no, an extra no, no, no. long episode, everyone? No, no. I think this is the last one. The end. All right. <laughs> then what are you telling this me? This is the end. I just keep going through them. And I just have one word answers. <laughs> can we just do a speed round? Uh, yeah, we can do a speed round. No, just do the story. Okay. Um, actually, that makes me laugh. Sorry. Hold on. Let me set a timer for myself. All right. The question is, first time you've been slapped in the face. Oh! Well, you took it. Uh, the only time I remember being slapped in the face is by my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my room. Me too. Uh, I believe I was a teenager. I don't know what I said. Uh, it is about something you said, not what you did, though, right? Something I said. Yes. Yes, me too. Uh, my mom was that person who, if she tried to spank us, you'd pretend it hurt. She, <laughs> You know, it was always like, oh, okay, mom. You know, it didn't hurt and... You weren't super afraid of her. But you did get that she never did it, so you did want to, like, give respect to the fact that, like, she was genuinely... Did your dad... Were you, were you spanked? Yeah, my dad spanked. Uh, Jenna and I got way less than Ian and Heather. Heather and Ian being the older, Jennifer and I being the younger. Uh, and it got progressively less and less. I, mean, I don't... I don't remember being spanked in a point where it was, like, abuse. Like, it was awful, but it stung. But when my mom hit you us... You got the brush once. 
Maybe screaming out by the pool. Yeah, uh, but my mom, like, I don't remember being particularly like hit by him. I just remember being like, "Oh no, it's gonna hurt." And I remember if she did it, it just didn't hurt. Right. Um. So I was in my room. I said something to her, and she slapped me, which was very interesting because she slapped me, so it like stung. I don't think it lingeringly hurt either. But it's an interesting thing to have someone who, like, had to spank you because she was, like, you know, versus someone to have a response of, like, to slap you. Genuine. Yeah. And I I can't remember if she slapped. Did she ever slap you, Ian? No, but Dad did once. Dad slapped you once? It was a multitude of slaps. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beatdown. Uh, I, I think my mom slapped our older sister. I'm not positive. And I don't know if she ever slapped our little sister. And I was like a good kid. So I don't really know what I said that would have pissed her off. Huh? No, we'll never know. Yeah, I, I can't I can't think of what I said. I mean... It, have you ever <clears throat> slapped somebody else across the face? No. Have you slapped somebody across the face? Have you slapped somebody across That's the face? As a joke. As a joke. I really don't like it either. I remember somebody was doing a bit where they kept like soft slapping someone in the face. Mm. And both people were in on it and I just like I don't like it. Yeah. I don't I find it very demeaning. It's passive aggressive. Yeah. Not passive. I mean slapping somebody in the face is it's just I find it very demeaning. Yeah, I think it's demeaning. To also. hit yeah. someone in the face. I we were in New York once and we were just walking down the street and we saw this guy talking to his girlfriend and she was crying and he was standing above her and she was sitting on the steps and I don't think he was hitting her but he was just kind of like tapping at her face mm. like going like Ew. you get it you get it like just the soft taps at her what chin it's like, so threatening and I remember stopping and being like um, are you okay and she looked at me like butt out or whatever and he looked at me like go the fuck away and I remember kind of lingering and not knowing what to do but it, I, I find it's... I mean, I don't think my mom was being dismissive. I think my mom... I probably said something really awful to my mom. Though I can't think of what it was. But I... Yeah, my mom slapped me across the face once. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, which is why I didn't... Why I passed that one. But it was because I said something... I laughed at her breakup. Uh. She had broken up with her boyfriend, Fred. The guy who told me how, taught me how to drive. And I hated him, and I laughed, and she slapped me across the face. But it's interesting to think, like, my mom's not a violent person in any way she might be less violent than i am but I've n- i mean i've never had kids so that might be the reason My i've never not violent, but she's emotionally irrational and sometimes that manifests in physical ways i don't think i'm i, I don't know i just have the only person i've ever hit out of anger is my little sister and it's because she hit me first well slap across the face is not it's very physical intimate. violence it's an emotional violence oh. I think Siri thought you were asking. <laughs> well, I don't know about that's a blanket statement. I mean, it can be a phys- it can be physical. You're not doing it to hurt somebody physically. Have you're- you ever slapped anybody across the face? No. So you don't know. <laughs> Are you thinking of slapping as like something women do, not men? No. Have you? If you slap, it's it's, it's so intimate. If you were trying to hurt that person, you'd punch him in the face. If you're trying to say "fuck you," you'd slap him across the face. There, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's a very emotional response. It's not like I have to defend myself. It's I've been wounded. Is that what you mean? Yeah. But I would also say a punch is a closer thing. A slap is like a wind up. It's a bigger, more. It's dramatic. not meant. 
to harm physically. It's meant to shock. I'm with you, though. It's, like, humiliating. Yeah. There's a humiliation. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. It's a personality to personality thing. Yeah. It's not, like... I want you to feel physical pain. It's like it's it's. I want to express this to you and have you understand exactly how mad I am at you for what. I think it depends on the person doing it because I don't think you hear a lot about it except for you know gloves in people's faces, men slapping other men. Right. You hear a lot. Know what happens? Women They'll humiliate men. Will humiliate men how? by slapping them. If a man goes up and palms okay. another man across the face. It's a humiliation. It's yeah. humiliation. It's but if a man your place, slaps, you're a, you're a, if a man slaps a woman across the face, it's pain and humiliation. Yeah, but it's and it's I, still it's, it's emotion and humiliation. No, I get what you're saying. Two. It's intimate. Like it's you're, you're not going to slap a stranger across the face. You're going to slap somebody that you're emotionally invested. Yeah, in. or someone you might slap a stranger, but someone you're trying to demean. I guess is what yeah. you're saying. If a man really wants to, because men punch women. Yeah. And that's when they're... And women punch men. Yeah. And that's... It's 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 more of a physical thing. It's both. I also it is very interesting, though. Like, how much of this are we influenced by, like, TV and movies? Yeah. Because I also think, like, you see a lot of women slapping people. Like, it's sort of... Almost like if you aren't taught to punch, or you've never punched before, and you're going to try to hit somebody, the safer bet is to slap. Well, and the slap is comedic, too, right? Like, if yeah. you think yeah. about, like, if we were doing an improv or something like that, that you were going to hit somebody in a scene, I mean, you might punch them, but usually it's a slap, and it usually, that's comedic. Yeah, like Dynasty. Yeah. Right. But when I get angry, my hand makes a fist. It does. Yes, you're right. You know, the... the yes, the, anger, the fist is, is an expression of anger. Yeah. The slap is not. It's, but I, I wonder if that is actually like a socially trained thing of like women are just taught through watching TV of the dramatic slap and now it becomes this or it becomes like yeah like Ian said I my mom wanted to stop me from saying what I said and she was offended by what I said and she wanted to snap me out of it but she didn't actually want to like punch me but you could also argue that slapping someone on television or something is sort of it's easier to stomach. So, like, if somebody slaps somebody across the face on a television show, you might keep watching. But if they punch them in the face, it's a totally different reaction yes. to when you're seeing it. When I, especially, like, I, I keep thinking of Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, uh-huh. Pretty Women, uh, when he slaps her. It's like, if he punched her, I think when men punch women in the face on TV, you think of broken bones. Like, I think of... It's yeah. brute force. He's getting survival at that point. Yeah, versus a slap is like, oh, no... But they'll be able to recover versus, like, if someone punches somebody. I had forgotten like, all about that whole part of that movie. She the whole said that. Julia Roberts? Yeah, Jason. Yeah. No, uh, Jason, oh, Jason Alexander. Jason uh, Alexander. Alexander. She has a whole thing of, like, how do men uh, slap women just in that right place? I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they get the, you get the red, high cheekbone red. Yeah. So she looks pretty after sexually assaulted. Yeah, it gives you a little blush. <laughs> Gary Marshall. If you're going to hit me, baby... <laughs> Do it that way. Um, because I'm Hit worth it. Hit me along it. my brush line. Hit me on my brow line, my, my, bu- my brow bone, my yeah. cheekbone. <laughs> All right, well, on that slapping conversation, <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> we'll keep the bowl. Good job. Yeah. Well, we only went through half. I know, so we'll keep the bowl and we'll do For more. Yeah, we might. 
Do you want to put these back? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, so let's go through everybody's lives and... Uh, <laughs> I wish somebody had picked that one. Uh, you know, contact information, all kind of stuff. Uh, Mary Jo Stark. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Mary Jo LA, and you can find me on Instagram at Mary Jo underscore LA, and you can find me on Facebook at Mary Jo Smith. Wonderful. Ian? Uh, I don't tweet, and I've banned myself from Facebook. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram, Ian Screams. You've banned yourself from Facebook? Or you're just conflict. You're, it's negative. You're taking yourself out of it. Yeah. Yes. It's not you've been banned. I'm taking them out of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I am T-Chick Photo all places. That would be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Instagram being the preferred. It's a PH, not a FO, right? Correct. PH. Uh, I am a Colleen Smee, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-S-M-I on Twitter, Colleen Marie Smee on Instagram, uh, on all the things. I don't think of anything live or interesting happening in the month of March. So I think that's it. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Happy March 1st, everyone. We will uh, have new guests and new topics for the new year. And uh, thanks for being with us. I think this is our third year. No, oh. I think we're into our fourth. Ah. Our oh, fourth you mean year. anniversary of... We've done over 36 of these, I think. Oh, oh look at us. A mole. I won't swear to it. All right. Well, I'll check and we'll have facts for right. the next uh, <laughs> episode. Do you uh, have numbers on each one? What? Numbers. This is an interesting conversation for. <laughs> and scene. And Yay! Yay!